Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Good to be in church this morning. Well, welcome everybody to Birth and Family Church, to the presence of God, to a place where the Word of God can be heard. Glory to God. We are celebrating this weekend Memorial Day. I was very thankful for what Joy said concerning uh, what this day represents. Actually, that official day of Memorial Day will be tomorrow, the 31st or excuse me, um, the 25th. Is that right? If I keep saying numbers, eventually I'm going to get it right. Amen. And I, I, you know, we live in a country that is, in my estimation, unique. I believe that God conceived this nation for a heavenly purpose. And, uh, you know, I don't listen to those people out there that are always condemning the United States. I don't, I don't really listen to them because I don't think they're looking at America through the eyes of God. I think they're just looking at the United States through, through what they see, you know, in their mind. But, you know, we are to the world a beacon of freedom. And freedom always has a price. Did you hear what I said? I mean, you know, for us to be free in our spirit, a price had to be paid. It wasn't free. In fact, God spent the most valuable currency he had in the giving of his son to die in our place. Amen? And that price that he paid liberated us, made us free. And now you individually are a beacon of freedom. Hallelujah. Spiritual freedom. Hallelujah. Yes. On the earth. Yes. I like what John 15, 13 says. Uh, it says that greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus didn't say, I love you. He showed us his love. Come on, come on. And he died in our place. So the freedom that you and I are celebrating this weekend in Memorial Day is a freedom that men and women gave their life to purchase and to maintain for you and me. Amen, yes. And so I think it's important. There, there will be a moment of silence on Monday at 3 o'clock to reverence, to, to remember, and to honor our, full, our fallen soldiers and all those that, that surrounded them in their mission 
to not only initially to purchase our freedom, but to maintain our freedom and at the leading of the Lord to liberate other countries with those same soldiers to help them to be free. So we've been celebrating what we call Memorial Day. It was originally called Decoration Day. We've been celebrating this since several years after the Civil War because we had lost so many to purchase the freedom of some of our people. And so today we honor, we remember, we're thankful for those soldiers that willfully, selflessly put their life in harm's way to give and to maintain our freedom. So today we're honoring those individuals through our plus 200 years of existence on this earth. All the way from the Revolutionary War, all the way through until this day as our soldiers are still in foreign lands promoting freedom. And so we thank you, those soldiers that, that, that have purchased for us our freedom and and we're mindful of the loved ones who have suffered loss. Mm -hmm. Either you personally have a a dad, a mom, a brother, a sister, a relative that died as a soldier. Or at least you know of someone who did. And so we're praying for you today as well. So let's go ahead and and honor these now and allow God's provision to come to those through prayer. Father, thank you for raising up this nation, this beacon of freedom to the world. Thank you for using America and this republic to promote the gospel, the ultimate freedom into all the world. Lord, we remember our fallen soldiers now, those men and those women that weren't thinking of themselves but others as they went and gave their life for the, to, the, to secure the freedom that we now enjoy. Thank you for them, Father. May their remembrance be honored. And Lord, we we pray now for those loved ones that still remain, those loved ones that have lost husbands and wives and brothers and sisters and, and relatives and friends as they put themselves in harm's way and gave their life for us. Give these families and these loved ones peace and understanding that they did not die in vain, that they will be remembered for eternity as being selfless, as being one that stood up for another as Jesus did. And thank you for their greatest love that gave their life for us, their friends. Thank you for your peace right now in Jesus' name. Now just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for all that you're doing, even in this day. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, glory to God. Well, let's get into the word this morning. 
let's let's get into the word this morning. Amen. Anyone else? You, you want to get in the word this morning? Come on. Glory to God. I believe God has something he wants to say. We're talking about a worldview of God. This is actually our fourth installment. And we're talking about what the world and maybe some low information Christians believe concerning God and how he relates to humanity. And uh, this morning we're going to talk about this belief that the world has and many Christians. Yeah. This is astounding to me that that's the case. They believe that God is on a quest to evaluate our behavior, whether that behavior is good or bad, to determine whether that person can go to hell or not. Ooh, come on. Or go to heaven. Or go to heaven. I know that, 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 that you're going, what? <laughs> There's, there are many folks out there. There's many churches out there. There's many people in the world that they're still striving, even though they may not have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, they're on a quest to be good enough yes. for whatever is on the other side of death. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, just understand this. I'll just, I've got to use the Reader's Digest uh, condensed version this morning because we're, you know, we're against the clock, so to speak. I know you have things that you want to get to. But understand, why would a Christian church preach that? Why would, a, why would a church that esteems them as believers in following Jesus Christ, why do they still preach that God is so enamored of what he'll do for an individual based on their behavior? Why would they preach that? Well, the, the answer is very simple. <laughs> understand that God did at one time judge us by our behavior and that was in the old relationship oh, yes. that man had with God we call it the Old Testament it's really the Old Covenant and God gave the law to Moses and our relationship with God was based on whether we are obedient to that law or if we disobeyed that law and so if you were obedient to that law that he gave through Moses, then you were blessed. <laughs> and if you didn't, well, then you were cursed. Real quickly, Deuteronomy 28.1 says that if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God to be careful to do all of his commandments that I command you to do today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all Amen. the earth. Amen. Well, the reciprocal is true as well. Deuteronomy 28, 15. If you do not obey, if you do not obey his voice, if you do not obey his law to do all of his commandments and statutes that I command you today, then this curse will come upon you. Amen. Come on. And that's where this mentality comes. And people have brought that way of thinking and believing that God still relates to us that way into this new relationship we have with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Didn't you ever wonder where the idea of Santa Claus came from? Santa Claus is judging who's naughty and who's not. Right? Well, that's an influence 
of the Old Testament. Amen. Santa Claus is a depiction of, of God in the Old Testament. He's got a list and he's checking it twice. He's going to find out if you're naughty or nice. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, amen. We still have churches today that they primarily, 80, 90% of the time, are teaching their people from the Old Testament. And it gives them a, it puts a yoke of condemnation on them. It, it, it puts a, a yoke of a pressure on them mm -hmm. that they've got to perform every day so God doesn't get mad at them. Now, let's see what, how about if, if we look at what the Bible says? Good idea. Primarily in the New Testament. <laughs> Would that be okay? Do I, do, I, do, I, do I see any hands that that's going to be okay? I see those hands out there in TV land. I see those hands. Amen. Look at Isaiah 64, 6. And I, I want you to get an idea of what the value of good works are. I want, I want you to see the value of good behavior. Now, we are not preaching against good behavior. It has its place. In fact, we are all commended and encouraged to produce good work so people can see Jesus who lives in us. Yes. But that doesn't change our relationship with God. Nope. Come on. And I'll show you yeah. why. Could I say it this way? Good works are advertisement. Yeah. Oh, wow. Come on. And it also keeps you That's out true. of the laws of sin and death. Yes. It'll keep you from harm's way. Amen. Look here, Isaiah 64, 6. He says, but we... We are all as an unclean thing. We are all not perfect, subject to mistakes. And all of our righteousness, all of our good works, all of our goody-two-shoe actions are as filthy rags. Wow. I'm talking about in the view of purchasing a right standing with God. Yes. Do you understand what we're talking about this morning? We're not, gonna, we're not talking about fruit. We're talking about trying to be good enough for God. And there's nobody, and I'm at the top of the list, who is good enough for God based on my behavior. Come on, come on, me too. Yes. Period. Exclamation mark. Yes. Air quotes. That's, that's what is it. He tells us, my goodness, in terms of purchasing my salvation, is as a filthy rag compared to God. Hallelujah. So that's why God came up with the great plan of redemption in which you and I could be right with God through an act of faith, yeah. through an act of believing in what God has said and what God has provided through his son. You know this verse over here in Ephesians 2.8. For by grace, everybody say grace. grace. Notice it doesn't say by good works. No, it says, by grace, you have been saved. Unearned, undeserved favor. Amen. Salvation's a gift. Ooh, come on. And if you had to do something to earn it or purchase it, then it's works. And you're not getting it, His grace. Yeah. His grace has to be received as a gift, not based on anything we bring to the table. Well, how do I do that? Through 
faith. Amen. Amen. Faith yeah. is that is that component that God placed in us. It's actually a substance that has the ability to receive what God has provided. Amen. Yes. And that's how you receive grace Ooh, is through glory. faith. Hallelujah. It goes on to say that your salvation in in this same verse 8 says, is not your own doing, is not because of your works. It's not because you let, you know, let an old lady across the street. Come on, come on. It, salvation, is the gift of God. Hallelujah, Verse 9, are you getting this this morning? Yes. It's not a result of works. Now don't... Don't stop doing good things. Keep developing the fruit. I said the fruit of righteousness, the works of righteousness in your life. It'll bless you and yours and those around you. But it doesn't change your relationship with God and how he sees or views you or how he interacts with you. Do we have the time to read it from the women's version? Here's from the Amplified. It says, It is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you were saved. Actually delivered from judgment. Did you hear me? Delivered from judgment. Did you hear me? Delivered from judgment. Hallelujah. And giving eternal life through faith. This is his salvation. It's not of yourself. It's not through your own effort. But it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. As a result, not of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law. So that no one would be able to boast or take credit in any way for our salvation. Amen. Now, yes. to me, that's liberating. Come on. Yes. Amen. Good stuff. Glory to God. <laughs> and this, this is reported all through uh, the epistles. <clears throat> that God is not mad at anyone. It tells us over here in Romans chapter 8, it says that right now, Romans 8.1, right now, present tense, there is no condemnation. God is not condemning any man because you're in Christ Jesus. That's right. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so you could be in the middle of doing something that you know is wrong. And God's not judging you. God's not condemning you. Come on. God's not mad at you. Amen. Now, to some people, that, that, that may be the first time they heard it said that way. Well, why would God take that attitude towards me? How could I be in the act of doing something willingly wrong and against his values and his holiness, his morality, and he's not mad at me? Well, let me say it very simply. 
that everything that we have the potential of doing wrong while we're here on earth are sinful transgressions, are sinful uh, actions and behavior against God's plan for us, his ways for us, has already been placed on Jesus Christ on the cross. Let me say it this way. Your sin, my sin, my wrongful behavior has already been placed on Jesus Christ 2,000 years. And yes. there, come on. Come on, and yes. there, and there at the cross, God judged it. So he has nothing to judge you for because he's already judged you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yes. <laughs> and we're, we're not going to get into this because there's a lot we could say right here. I, I could keep us here for, you know, several days. But what, what I want us to understand is even though our behavior has been judged, and God isn't condemning us for that. There is one area of our life that he will judge. And that's whether or not you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior Come on. or not. Amen, yes. That's right. Amen. Because if you don't receive Jesus, then that sin that was in your life that was placed on Jesus will now be judged on you because you didn't appropriate and receive what Jesus did for you on the cross. Come on. Amen. Yes. I heard it said this way. There is no individual in hell today that is there because of their behavior. Mm. Wow. The only people who have been sent to hell are those that have not received what Jesus did for them on the cross by receiving Jesus as their personal Amen. Savior. Amen, yes, yes. Now, that helps me a lot. Because I was brought up in the environment that God related to you based on your behavior. And if you did things wrong, you're going to have a bad day. Because God's going to make sure you have a bad day. You know, we used to talk, you know, like, I wouldn't say that. I'd be hit by a, you know, bolt of lightning from God. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. God's going to get you. Yeah. Hey, think of it this way. If God wanted to get me, I'd already be God. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's gracious towards us because of what Christ did. Yes. Yes. Now, you understand the Old Testament, they, they couldn't, they didn't have the lamb that was judged for them. And so they, they had to be judged for their behavior because there was no eternal blood of Jesus to redeem them. So God had to relate to them based on their behavior. But guess what? That's not true today. Look at this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, I made this the statement that God is not judging any person on the earth today because of their behavior. Come on. And you understand that 
that which a man soweth, that shall he also reap. It tells how if we do acts of unrighteousness, then we're giving the devil access to us. And we will suffer some sort of loss. But it's not coming from God. It's the devil Amen. that's come to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10, 10. So anything that takes from you in this hour is coming from the evil kingdom, and somewhere, somehow, you've exposed yourself to it. Many times it's because of being sinful, doing those things that you know are wrong. And you put yourself in the fray. Amen. Again, we don't have the time to go into all that. That's, that's for another time. But look, I want you to see that you've already been judged when Jesus was on the cross. Now go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21, we're almost done. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says that he, and that's God, that's God the Father. He made him, which is Jesus, to be sin for you. I want you to picture all your past, current, and future sins and mistakes and transgressions and iniquities have been placed on Jesus by God the Father. Ooh, glory. That's you've awesome. got to see that in your heart. I said you've got to see that on, in your heart. He made Jesus to be sin for you. Even though Jesus knew no sin, mm -hmm. he became sin yes. with our sinful behavior and our sin nature. Yes. He did that so that you could be made the righteousness of God Glory. Amen. Yes. in Christ. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. That's big. Yes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. That to that person who believes in him and receives him shall have eternal life. Do you know that, that no one on the earth has a sin problem, a behavior problem? In terms of God, what they have is a relationship problem. Ooh, come on, that's big. You got a relationship yes. problem. If you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you're still the son and the, the child of the devil. You need to change your relationship from him to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, when you start talking like this, people's mind go off into this place. Well, if God already took everybody's sin and he's, he doesn't care about our behavior, you know, does that mean everybody's going to go to heaven? Uh, no, because you understand that there's a Godward side yeah. and a manward side to everything. Come on. Amen. Yes. That's right. God has already done his part through Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it's you and I that has to receive it. Amen. Yes. And so even someone who has already been forgiven by God through Jesus Christ, if they don't receive what he purchased for them by receiving Christ as their personal Savior, they'll go without it. Yes. And those Christians 
that continue to sin willingly, knowing that what they're doing is, is wrong, and they don't become repentive and reapply the blood of Jesus Christ to their heart, God will talk to you about, talk to, you about that on the other side. Come on. Come on. <laughs> now, your salvation may not be in jeopardy because you have relationship through new birth with Jesus. Right? But you may have to go talk to the Lord about some things. Yeah. Amen. The Bible does talk about him wiping our tears when we get to heaven. <laughs> Did I just laugh out loud? It's up to you for, uh, for you and I to continually keep any wrongdoing, any wrong behavior under the blood of Jesus Christ. But at no time in this process is God mad at you, uh-uh. is holding things against you, Come withholding on. anything from Come you, because you have relationship. That's right. Amen. Well, that reminds me of a story. <laughs> you know, this, this good mommy was in the kitchen, you know, one afternoon making chocolate chip cookies. Yummy. And you know what it's like when the house is filled with the aroma of sugar <laughs> cooking in the oven. Sugar. <laughs> it's the sugar you're smelling. It's the sugar you're smelling. And so, you know, you start to salivate, you know, you get hungry. And so you go into the kitchen, and there's mommy, and she just pulls out, you know, from the rack, you know, of the oven, you know, a whole big tray of chocolate chip cookies, and the chocolate's all melting and gooey. And the the little boy says, hey, can I have a cookie, mommy? And she goes, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hinder your appetite for dinner. You know, we're going to have dinner in a couple hours. So just wait, and I'll give you a cookie after dinner. So she, you see her put all these cookies in the cookie jar, you know, and she goes off to do some, some things in the house, and you're left alone in the kitchen. Come on. I know you've been there, done that. Come on. Amen. And you go in there. You go in there, and, and you open that cookie jar. You get your dinner still warm. The cookies are still warm. And you just plow down, you know, three or four of those chocolate chip cookies, you know, and there's all sorts of chocolate residue on your face, you know. And you, you put the lid of the cookie jar back on, but, you know, you're not too swift, and you rattle it. And Mama hears that noise in the other room. And she goes, well, that little rascal. And she comes into the kitchen, and there you are. And she says to this kid, did you get into the cookie jar? And you know, there's 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 bread, you know, cookie crumbs and chocolate goo, you know, on their face, and they're going, Uh-oh. I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Well, let me ask you a question. At that point in time, in your transgression and your sin, where you violated what Mama told you to do, are you no longer that mother's child? No, you're still her child. Yeah, come on. Still loves you. She's still your mama. Yep, loves you. Nothing happened to your relationship. But you know, your fellowship's a little bit out of sorts. Yeah, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Well, you've got to work on your fellowship, not your relationship. Come on, yeah. And uh, that's how it is with the things of God. I don't have enough time to get in this. You know, God doesn't condemn you of sin. But your own spirit will convict you 
of wrongdoing or yes. sin in your life. Yes, amen. You see, God passes the ball to your spirit to hold you in check. Yes, he does. And the Holy Ghost and God is never in your face about your behavior, but your own spirit will. Come on, yes. That's good, so true. Many are confusing that what they think is condemnation coming from God against them as it's really the conviction of your heart. Mm. There's a big difference between conviction and condemnation. Come on. Conviction Amen. means to persuade. Your spirit is persuading you to be that little boy that says, yep, I was in the cookie jar <laughs> and I was wrong and I'm sorry. Now you'll enjoy both relationship and fellowship. Yes. Yes. Amen. Now, last night when I was putting this together, I felt like there was some people that would be hearing this service, whether it's live today or maybe later as recording, that their life has been a time of what they've been experiencing, uh, a sense of worth before God of not being worthy, that they've been very... You've been very self-conscious. You feel like that you haven't done enough for God. And you, you feel a yoke of condemnation and, and like a finger pointed at you all the time. Maybe it's something that you did before you were a Christian. You still haven't forgiven yourself for that. And you still think that God's mad at you. In fact, you think that some of the things that happened in life was because of what you did before you received Christ. Or maybe you're that Christian and you're doing the best you can, but you know you still don't feel like you measure up to God. I'm here to tell you this morning that that is not true. I want you to realize that the devil and his bunch, they are the condemners of the brethren. They're the ones that have come to condemn us, and they're always telling us about our behavior. They're always pointing it out. They're trying to lower our self-esteem so we're not bold enough and confident enough to take authority over him. Come on. Amen. If yeah. I'm always licking my own wounds, if I'm always, oh, me, 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 look what I did, look what I did, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, he's diffused you as a threat. Because you're so self-absorbed. Wow. Well, I want you to be free this morning, and God wants Amen. you to be free this morning. Yes, yes. We need to appropriate what Jesus did for us, and we're going to have to abandon our feelings and the remembrance of things that we did wrong and the feelings that they bring and just get into his liberty, knowing that what Jesus did for us was enough to forgive us, and to cleanse us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So if that's you this morning, if you're still carrying the burden of what you did before you received Jesus Christ, how you lived your life, what you did to people, this and that, it doesn't matter what it is. I want you to know that God has already judged that, that behavior, that sin at the cross. And when you received Jesus Christ, you became brand new 
and your old life has passed away. Glory. And if you're a believer and you've already confessed all of your sins and, and you've already appropriated, but you still feel bad about yourself, I wish I hadn't have done that. Oh, look what I could have had if I didn't do that and all the woulda, coulda, shouldas. It's time to let go of that. Amen. Because you're looking like this and it's kind of hard to go forward when you're looking back. If you've already confessed that sin, you need to put faith and trust in the blood of Jesus that it has washed it away. And you have to receive the, the, the belief in your righteousness through Jesus Christ. But maybe you're also the third person that you still have unconfessed sin in your life. God's not condemning you. Your own spirit is convicting you. Yes. Trying to persuade you, convince you, to use the blood in your behalf. Let's, let's do it all right now. Let's get it squared Hallelujah. away. You ready? Yeah. Bow your head. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Repeat after me. Father, Father I believe that what Jesus did, I believe what Jesus did on, the cross on the cross was enough. Was enough. It, was enough it was enough to give me a brand new life it was, enough it was enough to erase all my sin. To erase all my sin. When I received you, Jesus, and you became my Lord, I became a new person. I became a new person. Who I was, who I was and, what I did, and what I did has passed away. Has passed away. I choose to believe that. I, choose to believe that. I, resist, I resist all the condemnation. From my, past. from my past. It is removed. It is removed. It is removed. Through Jesus Christ. Now, Father, as a Christian. Now, Father, as a Christian. Repeat after me. Now, Father, as a Christian. Now, Father, Christian. I've done some things wrong. I've done some things wrong. But I ask you to forgive me. But I ask you to forgive me. But I'm still condemned. I still feel like I'm not good enough for God. I see now. I see now. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a deception. That's a deception. And I resist it right now. And I resist it right now. Devil. Devil. You're the accuser. You're the accuser. I resist you. I resist you. Your lies. Your lies. Your finger pointing at me. Your finger pointing at me. Saying I'm not good enough. Saying I'm not good enough. I resist you. I resist you. Leave now. Leave Jesus name. I am righteous. I am righteous. Thank you, Father. Because Jesus made me that way. Because Jesus made me that way. One more. Father in heaven. Father in heaven. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. But I have some unconfessed sin. But I have some unconfessed sin. I I willingly. I willingly. And knowingly. And knowingly. Did things wrong. Did things wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry I succumbed to the desires of my flesh. I appropriate now your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. I now confess my sins. And I say, I turn from my sin. I'll not fall prey again. I receive forgiveness. Because I confess my sin, I, 
And now you're faithful and just to cleanse me and to make me right. I have it now. I have it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Woo. Now, I know that there's some folks out there that you've been struggling as a Christian. There's areas in your life that you know that you're a part of something that you know is wrong. But you can't seem to get yourself free. Well, that's it. You're trying to get yourself free. Only Jesus can set you free. But you know, there are some adjustments that you need to make. And they're really simple. Do I have time to just give you some highlights? I know I've already gone over. Think I should or shouldn't? Yeah. You pastor and do it. Yeah, but you were hitting me on my no, leg. Just... <laughs> Real quick, you need to feed the white dog. Your spirit is anemic. Your spirit's not getting fed. And your outer man is controlling most of your decisions and you're succumbing to them. Number one, you need to be in the Word of God every day. You need a daily devotional. The one that is primarily fo focused on the New Testament, telling you who you are, what you have, and what you can do. You need Amen. to start seeing yourself in Christ and not seeing yourself as this person on the outside. you got to feed your spirit every day. Number two, you've got to get yourself in a good church. Yes. Stop watching a good church and get into a good church. <laughs> That's good. The, That's good. Come on. Our technology has made it too easy for you to sit at home and think you're getting fed. You're not. Come on. Come you on. need to be under and in the presence of his voice and his Holy Spirit. Yes. You need to get yourself under a good pastor that ain't afraid to tell you what the Word of God says. And stop trying to follow some preacher that's just trying to give everybody a feel-good message. Ooh, come on. Get in there where they teach the Word. Amen. Right? Amen. Primarily the New Testament. I'm not talking about fire and brimstone. I'm talking about the truth. Ooh, it's the truth on, that purges and burns up the chaff. Amen? Amen. And if you'll just do those two things, you're going to see a change. But if you keep doing the same thing and yet you're wanting different results, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Amen. So you need to do something different. Amen. You need to make a change. Yes. Hallelujah. Not trying to be good, but trying to feed your spirit. Just feed your spirit. Feed the white dog. Yes. And you'll kick the black dog's butt. Come on. Amen. Come on. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're helping us. We receive. Your love, your acceptance, your righteousness through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Love you guys.